0: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
1: Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with AJ Castavelle, who covers the Padres for MLB.com. AJ, we've got a couple of different topics to talk about today. We're kind of going to go a little bit all over the place but it obviously all has to do with the Padres and decisions that need to be made but first of all how are you doing how's your week been
0: can't complain it's been uh, pretty relaxing I took some vacation over the weekend kind of gearing up for the uh the next month which should be pretty busy in Padres land they have some decisions to make next week and then they have uh then they have the, the winter meetings on the horizon after that the non-tender deadline so I think we <laughs> get pretty busy
1: See, this is what I'm talking about. It's not an off season. It's just the other season. It's almost just as busy. I think you just travel a little bit less, but you've still got you still got your finger on the pulse every single day, trying to figure out what this team is going to do. And one of those things that they're trying to figure out is who is going to be the opening day shortstop. And you just wrote about this. And AJ, your list is long. If you haven't seen this article, you need to go to mlbcom padres and read about this. But Basically, there are so many different potential starters, um, and they range from Manny Machado to Jordy Mercer to Greg Garcia, Freddie Galvez, Luis Urias. Uh, Who's the guy, AJ?
0: Well, I mean, that, that's kind of what it all stems from. There is no guy. I mean, someone asked me in my in my inbox uh, who's who's the favorite to start on opening day, and I just I didn't think there really was one. There's just so many options available. So I kind of decided to break it down by odds. I think maybe the odds-on favorites are Freddy Galvis and Luis Urias. They're probably around tied. One thing I found interesting is Urias is, is without question their second baseman of the future. Uh, I think they think Fernando Tatis is their shortstop of the future. But Tatis isn't going to be ready on opening day, and even if he tears through the Cactus League, I highly doubt that he'll be that he'll be on the opening day uh, roster. And so that leaves shortstop available, and they love Luis Arias' defense at second and short. It's just a matter of shortstop is for is for Tatis in the future. So if Tatis is in there, and if they don't sign another shortstop. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it is Urias. I also think that, that Galvis is still a possibility. I think it's probably more likely than not that he leaves for somewhere else. There are maybe three or four other teams that are interested in the shortstop that could use Freddie Galvis, but there's, it's it's still a possibility. So those are probably the two favorites. There's, then you look at some of the other internal options, Greg Garcia, Javi Guerra, and then you, you kind of go into free agency and, and, and go down the list there. I don't think they're looking for a long-term shortstop solution in free agency. I think maybe they're looking for a stopgap to Tatis.
1: All right, so Manny Machado is probably out of the picture, but it's still fun to talk about and think about anyway. When it comes to the corner outfielders, AJ, I feel like we can use the word untouchables because maybe there are some untouchables, but Hunter Renfro doesn't seem to quite be so untouchable. Um, he could be the guy who is a trade piece for them. Why is that, and what what could that mean for Renfro?
0: Yeah, well, they, they're just kind of loaded in the in the in the outfield right now, and I think the biggest reason is because the Will Myers at third base experiment kind of it, it didn't work as planned. If Will Myers could play third base, if he could be the opening day third baseman and maybe play 120 games there, I think there'd be room for Renfro and Myers and Mel Reyes and Francie Cordero and Manny Margot and Travis Jankowski all in that outfield, but. It, it right now it doesn't look like that that experiment worked and if, if i had to guess will myers will be playing outfield next season so that kind of leaves then you then you kind of got to say all right well what are we going to do with what we have left in the outfield and so uh among myers fran mil reyes and hunter renfro there are three kind of righty power hitting kind of middle of the order boppers kind of that all fit the same mold uh, and so I, I think Franchi Cordero is kind of one of those untouchables. He's young. He's a lefty hitter. He can play all th- three positions. He could play center field potentially down the road. Uh, you're keeping him. You're probably keeping Manny Margot. Travis Jankowski is the perfect fourth, fifth guy who can rotate between all the outfield spots. So you, you kind of got to ask yourself which so which of those three is the likeliest to be traded? Which of Myers, Renfro, and Reyes? Uh, Myers contract makes him makes him. Means you're probably selling a little low on him if you trade him now, and I think Franmil Reyes, the organization views him pretty favorably, uh, maybe more so than other organizations. Whereas Hunter Renfro, what he's done is kind of undeniable. He's a, he's a, he's a slugger. He he hit, he slugs. He does damage. He hits he hits uh, he hits home runs. He doesn't walk a whole lot, and he is what he is. And I think a lot of teams could use what Hunter Renfro is. So I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily likely that he gets traded. Might be even below 50, percent but I think he's the likeliest of this this crowded outfield to be dealt i think the Padres are really happy with what they have in the outfield and, and they just kind of need to need to trim it by one
1: trim it by one okay and aj along those lines of just having um kind of some overflow in places there are a lot of people in in a team uh when it comes to one major league club you have a lot of different affiliates to fill so uh, one club holds a lot of different guys, and someone that fans are asking about is a guy named Anderson Espinoza. You wrote about him, a 20-year-old right-handed pitcher, and you're saying, AJ, that he's actually about to become relevant again.
0: Yeah, we've kind of, he's been off the map for a while because he had 20, Tommy John surgery in, I think it was July 2017, and everyone everyone kind of, I think when, when he went in for Tommy John surgery, the Padres farm system wasn't maybe as deep and as loaded and i don't think people realized how good it was going to be. and so now he's their number 12 prospect. when he when he was diagnosed with the injury, i, I want to say he was he was 2 or 3 or something like that. and so nothing's happened to anderson espinoza. he's still top 5 prospect on most baseball teams i would guess. it's just that the padres farm system got incredibly deep and they got some performances from some guys who i don't know if they if they thought were going to be as good as they are. that being said, obviously there's a little bit of an injury kinda of concerned with a guy coming back from Tommy John surgery, but he's gonna come back next spring. They're gonna treat him with caution. They could have brought they they could have rushed him back and tried to get him some winter winter ball or fall league innings or something like that. But I think they they real he's 20. There's no there's no reason to do so. And so they're content to to see how he progresses in spring and I think they still think highly of him. It's not like nothing nothing happened to his stuff. We didn't see him face hitters and he struggled. He just he just was out for a year and a half and the rest of the farm system got Francisco Mejia and Chris Paddock and and whoever else to kind of jump ahead of him because they're really good too. So it, it's kind of a, a mark of the depth of the Padre system that I think we've almost forgotten about this, this right-handed kind of potential stud in Anderson Espinosa.
1: Okay, one last guy we're going to talk about today, AJ, Joey Lucchese. And fans are wondering, is he going to be able to stay in? Are the Padres going to keep him in for longer than the fifth inning? He was handled with care last season. You said kid gloves, and I really liked that. Um, But that was for a reason. But this year, do you think they'll kind of unleash Joey Lucchese and let him him kind of earn more innings?
0: Yeah, I think they will with the caveat that he needs to actually earn those innings. It's not like he's... Last season, they they maybe were a little cautious with him, and he had a couple injuries to go along with it, and so they were they were especially cautious in those cases. But but if there if there was a question, if it was a toss up whether he goes out for the sixth, or stays or doesn't, they they didn't send him out because he was making a jump to the major leagues. He's the first pitcher to arrive from the twenty sixteen draft class. So that's, and that's a lot pretty to be cool done.
1: AJ. I think yeah. like fans fans need to really understand and appreciate that because that's a huge deal.
0: Yeah, and they they had him and Eric Lauer was the second for pitcher to arrive from that from that draft class. So they, they, they fans who want to see these guys pitch deeper into games, I understand that. I think ultimately the Padres would love it if both of them became workhorses, but it's a, it's kind of a big ask for for those rookies to do so. Now going into the next season, I think they both get the chance to do so. Lucchese more than Lauer because he's a he's a little older, and he and I think if you go back and look at his minor's innings, they're they're a little. He's, he's compiled them a little more than Lauer has. Not not by a whole lot. So they both have the chance to do so. Um, but it comes down to how Lucchese does in that third time through the batting order. And a, a lot of, I think, more often than when the Padres were being cautious because he was a rookie, it was the case that they were being cautious because he had struggled in that third time and he hadn't proven himself. Worthy of pitching that sixth and seventh inning, and I think that mostly comes down to the fact that he has two pitches. He has a fastball, which is pretty deceptive, and he has a he has his change up curveball hybrid that he calls the churve And uh, he told us <laughs> during the off season that he's is that uh,
1: patented AJ.
0: It, I, it it's not patented, but he's he's pretty proud of it. I think Lauer might have even been the one that that came up with it. It's uh, it's, <laughs> I, I think I, I forget which one it is. Darren Balls, the pitching coach, basically just says no. It's just a. I think he says yeah, it's just a. It's just a change up. Uh, but it if, if doesn't do the normal things that a changeup does. It it kind of yeah changeup's tail away, and his changeup almost it almost breaks the direction of a breaking ball. So it's it's definitely different. But I, I think it comes down to him adding a, a third pitch. So th- those two pitches are are definitely good and definitely deceptive, but. If, if there's only two pitches i think it makes it a little it, it's been proven it's, it's it's a little easier on the hitters when they've when they've seen him a couple times so if he can add a, like a ball that's slightly different than his quote unquote curve or if he can add a, a, a cutter <laughs> i think that would make him that would then maybe the padres when they get in those situations they're they're a little more comfortable having him face those guys for a third time
1: well we've seen when decisions are made usually a linchpin is pulled and everything else kind of starts to fall into place aj so i think you know we like you said winter meetings are three weeks away if my math is right Mm -hmm. and you know that's the that's the time the groundwork was set at the GM meetings the winter meetings are a few weeks away so it's time to to start making those big decisions so you can kind of get a bigger picture of your team and I know that you will keep an eye out for us and we're going to be chatting real soon about all this AJ so thank you so much for your time
0: yep it's gonna be busy
1: all right with AJ Casavelle I'm Danny Wexelman thank you guys so much for tuning in